Hey everybody, in today's episode, I interview commercial archaeologist Megan. We talk about her journey and archaeological story. We also talk about being mistaken for train station workers or target employees. We also talk about commercial archaeology and its potential to create a beautiful sitcom subject. Hope you enjoy. Hi everybody, this is Throw Me in a Ditch. I'm your host Annabelle, and today I'm here with Megan Schlanker, um, who's an archaeologist. And how you doing, Megan? Doing good. I'm pretty tired today, but that's normal. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I mean, not cool. You know, I wish you were full of, like, energy and, like, you know, like an energizer bunny, but it's fine. It's okay. Um... So, you know, you're an archaeologist. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I dig holes in the ground. You dig holes? Okay, cool. I dig holes in the ground. That's dope. Um, well, can you tell us a bit about, like, your archaeology journey? Like, how you first found out about archaeology, what it is, what, like, sparked your interest, stuff like that? Yeah, so... um. I actually did a weird subject at school. Um, so when I started secondary school, mm-hmm. they wanted us all to pick either a modern foreign language, which I think sounds useful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so I think we had French. Oh no, we had to do French. We had you could choose between Spanish and German, um, and then they had an additional language, which was Latin. And, uh, um, <laughs> it said modern language, right? Yeah, so they sort of snuck that one in there. Hmm. So about 11 years old, I thought, that's really cool. Okay. I want to learn Latin. All right. Um, which I'm currently trying to relearn on Duolingo, because it turns out the things that you learn when you're 11 don't stick that much in your head. Okay. So, the verb conjugations have gone out the window for me. Oh. I, I, I'll get there. Yeah. Um, so I started I started learning Latin when I was in secondary school. Mm-hmm. And I'd already been sort of interested in history and, like, the past mm-hmm. before then. Um, but I think this sort of really solidified, like, an interest in ancient history and in sort of Roman history specifically okay cool um so i i did that through to gcse Mm -hmm. um which is sort of i think i was 15 or 16 when i did that okay cool and then i did uh classical civilization a level Mm -hmm. um, which is greece and rome and my teacher for that used to be an archaeologist so all right. So, <laughs> I sort of became aware of archaeology as a career that way. And then um, when I was applying for university degrees, mm-hmm. I found archaeology. Um, so I did an archaeology and ancient history undergraduate degree at the University of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I did a bioarchaeology master's at the University of York. Ooh, so, like, smarty pants. I went 
I went sciency. <laughs> you went sciency. You did go sciency. Cool. That's cool. So what do you do in bioarchaeology? Um so it's a very, very cool degree. Yeah. <laughs> um so there were some core modules that essentially involved learning a lot about the human skeleton mm-hmm. and things like pathologies, how to age and sex skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um sort of the ethics of dealing with human remains, mm-hmm. uh, ancient DNA. And then we also had optional modules. So I ended up taking quite a range of optional modules. So I did a zoo archaeology one. So I did animal bone. Cool. Um, and then I did uh, an experimental archaeology module, which meant that I showed up to a research skills seminar covered in soot and smelling of wood smoke because <laughs> I'd just done an experiment outside and everyone else there was like dressed in their like how you imagine like a humanity student dressed okay. like they'd all got like their nice jumpers and like, like yeah the the dungarees they all looked lovely and I was there like I am covered in grime hello <laughs> um, and I think people thought I'd got the wrong place Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other module that I did mm-hmm. was a heritage education module. Okay, that's interesting. Which I got really interested in, and then I've sort of become more interested in education and, and community archaeology and outreach sort of from that point onwards. And I think that's something that I'm really interested in in exploring more in the future as well cool that's pretty cool um going back to how you described pulling up to that class how everyone was like all nice and you're just like there just covered in dirt and everything just kind of sounds like just archaeologists in general yeah whenever you have to get the train home (laughs) oh no And just there like it's fine i'm covered in dirt but if you're wearing high vis if you're wearing the orange high vis you get mistaken for mm. yeah you get mistaken for the rail like staff <laughs> and yeah. it's happened to me a couple of times where people have come and asked me questions and i've been like why do you think oh yeah. i know what <laughs> you're like this makes sense i'm so sorry i can't help or do you try to help? <laughs> I have tried to help. And then people have been like, why don't you know this stuff? And I'm like, oh, it's not my job. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't work here at one of my old jobs back home. Um, Like the uniform was very similar to um, a very popular like dollar store employee uniform. So sometimes I'd like go in there for like snacks and stuff and people would come up to me. They'd be like, hey, where are your brooms at? I'm like, I, what? But when you do know where the brooms are, that's great because you feel you've done a service. I didn't know where the brooms were. I was just looking at them like, why are you asking me? And I'm like looking, I'm like, oh, they think I work here. It's so, yeah, it's sort of like back home. If you go shop at Target, don't wear red, like a red shirt or whatever, because people will come up to you. 
Mm. No, no, with this rule. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. I've done it before. It was a bad. It was a bad target trip. It was a bad target trip. But yeah. Two questions. Did you get asked? I got asked a lot. Usually, I let whenever I walk into Target, I let Target tell me what I need. Um, that day I didn't allow Target to tell me what I need. I literally grabbed what I needed and got out so fast. Yep. Is that the same as letting Aldi tell you what you need? Yeah, I think so. You go to the middle aisle and you let you let the spirits guide you. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Except it's a big old store. <laughs> It's not just the middle aisle, it's just the store. It's dangerous. It's pretty dangerous. Um, so, you know, going back to archaeology. And yes. <laughs> not shopping at chain stores and getting mistaken for people who work there and or train stations. Um, what was, like... So, like, you do, like, field archaeology stuff now. Commercial. Yeah. So, had you had... Had you had any, like, experience beforehand with, like, digging? Like, did you do any digs um, during your degree? Like, did you do any research or community digs and stuff like that? Yeah, so the first year of my undergrad, we had to do um, some sort of field school. Mm -hmm. I think you could also, there was an option to do... Um, something a bit more desk-based, so you didn't have to dig. Um, but I ended up being lucky enough to go to Conantum in Austria. Oh, cool. And dig at a Roman site there, mm -hmm. um, which was a really interesting experience. So we were getting up, we were probably getting up around 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. because it was the middle of the summer. It was really hot. Oh, my God. Um. And then we were working until about like one or two because that was the point where it, like our lecturers were like, we're, we're going home. It's too hot. Um, but we were sort of right in the middle of a museum. Okay. So it's the Conantum Archaeological Park. And they've, they've got these like reconstructions of the Roman buildings there. Oh. And uh, they've even got, like, a reconstructed, uh, like, amphitheatre. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it was really cool. They had, like, a festival when we were there. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, I think, a super great time to go. Yeah. Um, but so we, we were excavating this villa with all of these reconstructed villas around us. Yeah. Um, not sure whether villa is the right word there, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like an old building. <laughs> so we were, we were excavating yeah. with all the reconstructed buildings around us um, and tourists coming through. <laughs> so it, it kind of felt a little bit like we were part of the museum. Okay. They were like, and there's an archaeologist in their natural right. habitat. Yep, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's pretty cool. Dope. Um, I did have um, I did have have dreams of picking up the wall paintings. So we had um, like painted plaster, which was yeah. really really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
we were picking out these tiny, tiny pieces. And then uh, I just, every time I closed my eyes to go to sleep, I could just see like gravel and then these little yellow and blue dots. And I was like, I need to pick them up. Oh no. So that was uh, that was an interesting experience. Um, but there as well, we also got to go to like the archives and see that that side of things, um, the sort of post-excavation side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mainly did uh, community digs. Oh, cool. For, like, the rest of my like university career, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there was a local archaeology society that we partnered with. So our university partnered with them. So we we did a lot of little community digs with them. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so in regards to like what you do now, like what do you think is your favorite thing about you know being an archaeologist? Um, I do think my favorite thing is getting to share what I'm working on with other people. Um, So like, I'm part of the events team at work. Yeah. So like, it's very occasional. (laughs) But whenever I get a chance to to work on an event and like, talk to people about the archaeology. Yeah. That's something I really love. I do also like it when I find a weird animal bone and run around and show everyone. Yeah. I don't run because of health and safety on site. Yes. You walk with haste. I walk with haste, with purpose. Yes, walk with purpose. The cool thing that I found. (laughs) Yeah. I love walking with a purpose around site, especially if someone, you just see everyone starting to gather, so you know something good was found. So you just you just go with it. You just go with it. Yeah, you know? you're like, what? What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, what is your least favorite thing? When it when it cold. When it cold. <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty when bad. It, yeah, when it rains or like. As you not when it snows. When it snows, surprisingly, isn't too bad. Mm. But when it rains horribly, then that's unpleasant, and I don't like it. <laughs> okay. So, what are your um ideal digging conditions then? Put a lot of thought into this. Mm. Sort of a fourteen to sixteen degrees Celsius. Mm. Okay. Uh, there's a bit of cloud cover, so you can okay. take your photos, and you yeah. don't have to have an army of people holding a tarpaulin over yeah. you. Um, it's not raining. It's not raining. Mm-hmm. Maybe it rained the night before, but it's not oh. raining right now. I think. That. Oh, it's not very windy either because mm-hmm. the wind is horrible as well. Okay. Basically, there's no weather. Okay. All right, that's cool. So no weather is your, like, ideal. I I feel that. Yeah, no weather is my ideal weather. Okay, I feel that, though. Understandable. I got that. I got that. Yeah, no, um... I remember a couple weeks ago, 
a colleague and I, we were holding a tarp up for someone to take photos and they were taking a while and just a big gust of wind came and almost took us with the tarp. Um, and it was one of the really big dudes on site and I was like, wow, um, that was, that was a time. And then we both just looked at each other and we put the tarp down for a bit so that we can, um, collect our thoughts and our feelings and just, you know, come, come back to reality after our lives flash before our eyes kind of thing. And not fly away while doing that. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we needed to take a break. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it always reminds me of, did you ever play like the parachute game as a kid? Yes. And for some reason, like the parachute came out and everyone was just like hyped up. Yeah. But it always reminds me of that, but you do feel like you are going to take off. But you feel like someone should be running around underneath it. Yeah. Um, I think it was last week I finished digging out a ditch. Actually, it was a ditch. And um, it was super sunny out, so I had to get, like, a bunch of our coworkers to, like, hold the tarp. And I looked at them, I was like, okay, guys, this is going to be, like, the unfun version of the parachute because i'm just gonna get covered in dirt okay are you ready one two three go guys go and it was very stressful <laughs> yeah did you get this though i did and it was i had to get photos of every single side <laughs> there oh no yeah it was a lot of scrambling there were four sides i was like grabbing the like you know the ranging rod or whatever it is and north arrow and just repositioning everything it was great yeah yeah i was speed I am so speed. i'm working on sand at the moment so like you you put one wrong foot and the whole thing just goes oh no do you prefer digging with sand or clay clay can be nice under very very limited conditions because if it gets too hot the clay bakes mm. and if it gets too wet the clay is mm. sludge okay so i i feel like generally sound okay sounds pretty nice all right that's cool that's dope so one question i have for you is in regards to like archaeology media um whether it's like you know news articles magazines tv shows like what's your favorite like or documentaries what's your favorite like non-fiction piece of archaeology media if you have one don't have one <laughs> it's cool i feel like that's quite unusual because i feel like especially in the uk a lot of people like grew up watching time team and that's kind of what yeah like introduce them to archaeology and is the thing that they will like cite as like i saw time team and made me want to want to be an archaeologist yeah um so like yeah i kind of am i weird am i the weird one no um, you're not the weird I, one I've, i i have enjoyed digging for britain yeah that's that a good one but I'm not sure of a of a favorite of a standout one. Okay. Great British Dig is also quite quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some episodes of that too. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. I've now met two of the hosts. 
Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Claim to fame. All right, that's cool. Well, I want to meet them. They seem like they're fun people. They were very nice. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Um, If you could create your ideal piece of archaeology media, what would it be? I think we need a sitcom. Because it's some of the stuff that happens day to day. Mm-hmm. It's like so absurd but i feel like you really need the situation because yeah. i don't know i don't know if you have it but if you ever like tried to like tell a story and you're like there's several like layers back that we need to go for you to understand the context of this story and why it's funny yeah but i i just like the top stuff top the top stuff could go in a sitcom i don't think I've ever seen the tarp come out and something hilarious hasn't happened. But like there's a lot of potential. Yeah, there is a lot of potential. Um now are you talking about just like a commercial archaeology sitcom, a research like what what type of archaeology are we talking here? I mean I think commercial archaeology doesn't not enough people know about it. Okay. So I feel like that that could be one. All right. That'll be cool. I mean, but then maybe it's, maybe I haven't done enough research digs. Uh-oh. Research digs, so I've got more. Yeah. I mean, you've done more than me. I haven't done any research digs. I'm research digless. Mm. I think that'll be fun. Who would be who would star in your show? Who would be the who would be the lead or leads? You're assuming that I know people's names here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like celebrity woman number five. Oh, okay, all right. I think that's a good lead. I need I need suggestions. I need. Oh no! I'm not watching any. Oh uh, um. How about, I don't know, um, what country is it going to take place in? I don't know. I, I only know the UK archaeology scene. Okay, so that means it has to be, like, well, no, it doesn't need to be British British people. I'm not British, and no, I'm, like, you know. You are not British. <laughs> I am not British, and I am here doing archaeology in the UK. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Modern Family lately. So, I think the dude who plays the dad, the guy who plays Phil Dunphy, I think would be a hilarious lead. I think he'd be pretty good. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be good. I feel I feel like the kids in that now are old enough. <laughs> they are. I think the dude, the kid, the guy, and he's not a kid anymore. The guy who plays Manny, that's so weird to say. The guy who plays Manny, I think is like in his earlier mid 20s. That's mad. It's insane. Aging, Aging is a weird not thing. Bad. It's not no. But I think that you should work on building your cast list because it could go somewhere. If you write a pitch, it can get picked up and then boom, look at that. Brand new sitcom about commercial archaeology bringing commercial archaeology to the masses. Well, I, I think, I mean, 
people like to watch things about archaeology and people like to watch sitcoms. Mm-hmm. So I do think we've we're, we're on to something here. Oh, cool. We could do it. <laughs> we could do it. Now, talking about like, you know, people being interested in archaeology. Is there any archaeologists who sort of inspired you in the field? Um whether they're like real, you know them, you don't know them, they're fake, anything like that? I think, yeah, a lot of people have have sort of inspired me along the way. It has generally been people that I have met. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not going to, like, name any names. (laughs) But, like, I do think, like, the teacher that I had at school, I think, Mm -hmm. influenced me in that way. Yeah. Um, A lot of my lecturers at university, so, like, especially, like, um my supervisor that I had for my masters mm-hmm. um was just a really sort of <laughs> motivational and like inspiring person um and then other people so a lot of the or a couple of the project officers that I've worked with and some of the supervisors that I've worked with have just been like really sort of helpful and in and in, in, in influential dope that's nice so where do you hope archaeology like the direction archaeology takes in the next couple years like do you hope to see like more people from a certain group involved do you think what do you is there anything in particular you can see yourself doing in the next like five to ten years that like you're not doing now in regards to archaeology or the heritage sector anything like that um, I think at the moment, archaeology is not like a super diverse career in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's something that I would like to see change. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the focus on like university degrees mm-hmm. is sort of going away a bit as well. <laughs> which I think can be helpful because I think not everyone is is suited to that but then in the sort of commercial world I don't think it's actually as important as the sort of weight that's been put on it and I think people are realizing that yeah um and then the sort of big thing that I want to see is like more communication all right (laughs) so like um archaeology communicating better and more w- widely but also people communicating with us and us getting better ideas and better development from that um and also i think we should all be paid like one million pounds a year Ooh, that would be great i just saw an article on bbc being like there is a castle in the shetlands for sale for thirty thousand pounds um but it required i think like 1.2 million pounds for restoration and i was immediately like no so if i get that million pounds you want to buy a castle with me and we can restore it yeah awesome that sounds good that's a plan i think we should do that oh you know if we're paid a million pounds that'd be fun look history we can do archaeology there too 
Exactly. I love it. I want to do it. <laughs> yes. And now one last question for you. If you could describe archaeology or what you do or both to someone who's never heard about it before and you want to get them interested in it, how would you how would you describe it to them? I'm on the spot. Um, <laughs> um, see, I'm rubbish at this because quite often people go, so what do you actually do? And I go, well, I dig holes in the ground. Yeah, that's is, what I say too. <laughs> yeah, it is sort of fundamentally what I do. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be a bit fancier and a bit more interesting about it, um, then what I do really is I, I explore the past through material culture and physical remains that have been left behind. Um, and yeah, I, I look at the stuff that, I look at stuff that people haven't seen in maybe like 2000 years, which is so fun. Sometimes when you find something and you go, oh my God, no one has touched this <laughs> for like, thousands of years and like when you find bits of pottery that have people's like thumbprints in them yeah that's very fun um and i don't know whether other people find that as exciting as i find it <laughs> no it is it's great. but there's that um i think one one of the things that i i think is most important in like building that sort of connection mm -hmm. um when you're talking to people about archaeology is is really emphasizing the human element of it mm -hmm. and being like there were people here and they did this and they probably felt the same feelings as you feel um and they probably got a little bit grumpy because they hadn't had enough to eat in the afternoon <laughs> and just and and they got annoyed because they made a pot wrong and they threw it away and here's the thing that they threw away and um, Stuff like that, I think, is what what makes archaeology so interesting. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. Well, I'll see you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Quick update. Since recording this episode, Megan is now a graduate teaching fellow at the University of Lincoln and is studying the history of children as a museum audience. She's also continuing her work with the CIFA Early Career Group. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you liked listening to Megan's story in archaeology and her thoughts about creating a commercial archaeology sitcom, which I personally think is a great idea. Remember, be a sponge, stay hydrated. Talk to you guys next time.